0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. While Ron DeSantis sends plane loads of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard, the liberals are losing their ever-loving mind, and they all of a sudden are fond of Leviticus in the Bible and what it has to say about how we should treat sojourners and foreigners when they come across our borders into our country. But what does the Bible really say about this? I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning, and welcome to The Rebellion. Thanks for listening into the show. So, today's topic is how we should be treating the immigrant and what the Bible says about it. The context for the commentary that I'm going to give you in the minutes ahead is this You've been watching the news, you know that Texas Governor Abbott has sent illegal immigrants to Chicago. And he's basically exposing the hypocrisy of Lori Lightfoot up there, Chicago's mayor, and the fact that she didn't like it. She didn't want all of these people in her own backyard. And likewise, all of these folks that live in Martha's Vineyard, one of the most elite communities in our country, where Barack Obama himself has a 29-acre estate, complete with a multi-million dollar mansion, etc., and where James Taylor has a home, and where Rosie O'Donnell has a home, and the list goes on and on. All of these elite people who are telling you and I how we should live our lives, who are telling us what terrible human beings we are because we don't want people flooding across our southern border and moving into our own backyards, uh, camping on the sidewalks in front of our homes, creating tent cities, on every corner in our towns and in our cities, who are shaming the good ranchers and farmers that live along the southern sections of New Mexico and Arizona and Texas, for example, shaming them because they don't want these illegal immigrants, these people that are actually engaging in criminal activity, they don't want them. They don't want them camping on their property. These same people that are accusing conservatives of being cold-hearted and cruel. Oh, no, they don't want them on their property. You don't see Barack Obama setting up any tents on his 29 acres, do you? You don't see James Taylor opening up his backyard to these folks. I haven't heard anything from Rosie O'Donnell um, condemning the gated communities and the fences that are around these homes in Martha's Vineyard. Mum's the word. Silence. I mean, it's deafening, isn't it? Now, in the midst of all of this, it's very interesting that this call for us to honor Leviticus is rising again in the social media. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about a post that somebody put on their Facebook. One of my followers, one of the Facebook friends that I have that leans left, recently posted something from a guy named Lance usa 70 I don't know who Lance is. All I know is what his handle is on Twitter and the fact that he identifies with a rainbow flag. I'm going to share with you the quote from Lance and the fact that my friend Bruno posted it, saying that he's tired of the hypocrisy of Christians. That's today's topic. Why is the left all of the sudden so fond of Leviticus, the very book of the Bible that condemns behaviors that the left embraces as their identity. It's Leviticus, after all, that tells us that homosexuality is a sin. It's an abomination. And that male-on-male relationships are wrong. Likewise, female-on-female relationships are wrong. Leviticus sets the standard for many of our moral laws. This is the nature of what we're dealing with right now. The book that these people condemn, and they say it's awful, it's awful, it's bigoted, it's judgmental, it's hateful, that's the book that they refer to when they're condemning biblical morality. But all of a sudden, when it comes to illegal immigration, the left loves Leviticus. Isn't this interesting? That's today's show. We're going to talk about the objection that the left has The hypocrisy, the duplicity of these folks saying that you need to solve this problem in your backyard, but not in ours, which is the very nature of what the progressives are doing right now. You need to wear a mask. I don't. You can't go to a restaurant, but I can. You can't have a major party at your home or a wedding or whatnot, but we'll do it because we're better than you. The little people need to live by the rules, but not the elites, not the smart folks. And when it comes to immigration, oh yeah, we should allow millions of people to flood across the borders into the rancher's backyard and camp out on their property. But if you fill up a plane of 50 people from Florida and drop them at Martha's Vineyard, oh, heaven forbid, this is a humanitarian crisis. But we're not going to solve the crisis here. You need to get these people out and take them someplace else. And oh, after all, Leviticus tells us that we should be caring for the foreigner and the sojourner in our midst. And why are you Bible thumpers forgetting that? This is today's show. Let's take a break, and when I get back, we'll launch into this topic of why the left all of a sudden seems to be in love with, With Leviticus. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. So, I have a friend that follows me on Facebook, and in fairness to him, in case he's listening right now, I actually appreciate some of his tone and posture when he responds to things on Facebook. Oh, we disagree on a lot. His name is Bruno, he follows me on Facebook. He actually did a bit of a radio show a few years ago up here in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. He doesn't live here any longer. He lives down in Florida. And uh, he invited me on his show, and we had a good give and take. He interviewed me on my first book. Uh, My first book was titled, Why I'm a Liberal and Other Conservative Ideas. And Bruno invited me in and gave me an opportunity to talk about that book, and I'm grateful for that. So I'm not trying to mock Bruno, but I've got to be candid about his worldview. Now, Bruno posted this particular, he reposted this particular tweet from Lance, USA, 70. And it says this, Bible thumpers, did you skip over this? And then he quotes, Lance quotes, When a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native-born. Love them as yourself, for you are we foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Close quote, Leviticus 19. That's directly from Lance's tw- uh, tweet that he put out. I don't see the date here, but I think it was recently, because it's a response, I believe, to everything that's going on in Chicago and Martha's Vineyard because of Republican governors being fed up With a porous border and the federal government doing nothing, the Democrats doing nothing to secure our borders and putting all of these people, all these communities, these towns, these villages, these cities, these farms, these ranches along our southern border are being overrun by illegal immigrants. Now, by definition, illegal immigrants are committing crimes. They're ignoring the law of the country that they are going into. As they're immigrating across a border from one nation to another, they're ignoring the nation's laws that they're entering into. That's an illegal act. Therefore, it's a crime. So by definition, every single one of these people is committing a crime. They are criminals. Now, you may say, well, it's not a It's not a violent crime? Well, I don't know. Some of them are violent. I've heard stories of ranchers along the Texas border that are having to deal with some very nefarious people that are flooding across into their ranches and doing some very bad things as they're camping out in the back 80 or whatnot on that ranch. Okay. We also know that there's a lot of human trafficking taking place, a lot of minors are being abused as they're being sold into slavery in Mexico, trafficked across the border into the United States, and then they become part of the sex industry. These are minors that are being trucked, literally, from the Mexican border into various different states in our country for um, the sale of sex. And and we just want to continue to let this happen. We don't want to stop it at our border. We don't think that this kind of stuff should be addressed. Oh, We're going to be compassionate and let all of these people come in and give them the benefit of the doubt. This is ridiculous. And this is not biblical. All right? So... But Leviticus says this, when foreigners reside among you in your land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as yourself, for you were foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Close quote, Leviticus 19. Bible thumpers, did you all skip over this? That's what Lance is asking. And then my friend Bruno reposts it and says he's tired of the hypocrisy. Obviously, he's not tired of the hypocrisy of Barack Obama and James Taylor and Rosie O'Donnell and Lori Lightfoot. No, he's not. He's not tired of the hypocrisy of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. No, he's not tired of that. He's tired of your hypocrisy and mine because we're ignoring Leviticus. This is what Bruno is saying by reposting this. Now, my response to Bruno was as follows. This is exactly what I said on his Facebook page. I couldn't let it go. I said, Bruno, we've talked about this before you need to do some research, do more research, or at least listen to me concerning what the Bible actually says about foreigners and sojourners. Definitions matter. Now, I want you to hear me on this. The word foreigner and the word sojourner means something. It has a definition. Definitions matter. And that's what I want to talk about right now for the rest of the show. Why is... It's so important that we understand definitions as we're referring to the Bible or any other document or any other book. We've got to define our terms, and that's what's wrong with Lance's post and my friend Bruno's affirmation of that post and Lance's accusation and inference as well as Bruno's that Bible thumpers, Christians, conservatives, did you forget your Bible? Did you forget what it says? You all are being hypocrites. That's what they're saying. Ironically, and again, I got to say it again. Uh, ironically, they ignore the hypocrisy of Obama and Rosie O'Donnell and James Taylor and Lori Lightfoot and Biden, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, the list goes on. And frankly, I would argue, in fairness to Bruno, uh, even your own hypocrisy, Bruno, because how many of these immigrants do you have staying in your home? Uh, how, do you lock your doors at night? Do you lock your car? Or have you completely given over your private property to anybody else that wants to avail themselves of it? That's what I want to know. And if you haven't, then you're being a hypocrite yourself by calling upon other property owners to do something that you're not willing to do. So here, here's my point. All of the sudden, you see the mainstream media in Hollywood, and the liberal church, and all the other members of our national intelligentsia, they seem to care about what the Bible says. Uh, This dude Lance that's putting out this tweet that Bruno likes, they all of a sudden seem to care about what Leviticus says. They they all of a sudden seem to like the Old Testament, a document that heretofore this smarter-than-thou club has repeatedly excoriated as being hate-filled rhetoric, to use their language. And more to the point... (laughs) <laughs> these newly minted defenders of biblical orthodoxy seem to all of the sudden fall in love with the third book of the Jewish Torah, a book that's referred to as Leviticus. And it's from the word Leviticus that we get another word called Levitical law. And it's Levitical law that the left recoils against all of the time, especially you know those sections that call for Sexual morality. Now, one of the passages that they quote all of, all of the time comes from Leviticus 19 33 through, through 34. Again, it says this When the stranger resides with you in your land, you shall not do him wrong. The stranger who resides with you shall be to you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. Now, that's a better translation than the one Lance used, but it's the same verse, or verses, I should say. Leviticus 19, 33 and 34 is the one that they're constantly going back to and using. Now, as you know, I was a president at a university, a Christian university. And as such, I should be and always am thrilled when anyone wants to discuss Scripture. Again, the reason for Christian universities is to build a liberal, robust, classically liberal I might add, a, a education that's focused on liberty and freedom, freedom of thought, freedom of expression and personal dignity, freedom, freedom to be a human being. That's the classical liberal model that is grounded on scripture. So I'm I'm Delighted when people want to talk about the Bible. But there's an important thing we need to recognize here. The Bible is like any other book. You need to understand it historically, theologically, logically, linguistically, hermeneutically. You need to basically understand the book that you're reading in context, accurate context. And when you start misusing or misapplying the Bible for political gain— I would argue that this is nothing short of a detestable and damnable practice, which is what these people are doing. So as a corrective to that, I want to share with you what an Old Testament scholar from Wheaton College says about this. It's Professor James Hoffmeyer. And he's a person who actually lived as an alien in the Middle East when he was growing up. As a young boy, his family had to flee Egypt. Because of the 1967 war. And for two, nearly two months, Hoffmeier and his mom and dad lived in tents on a mountain camp in Cyprus. So, because of the 1967 war and the fact that they, they actually lived in Egypt at the time, when that war took place, they had to get out. They became immigrants. They became sojourners. Okay, They had to live in a tent city on a mountain in Cyprus. So my point is this. Not only does Hoffmeyer know his Bible, but he also knows what it's like to be a stranger in a foreign land. Right. So what does he have to say about this particular passage from Leviticus that the left all of the sudden loves? It's pretty fair to say that he's not insensitive to the plight of immigrants, right? So let's see what he has to say. And what does the Bible actually mean when it says... Take care of the stranger in your midst. Here's what Hoffmeyer says. What I learned in my study of the Bible is that there are three relevant terms used in Hebrew for the word stranger. And those three words are ger, zar, and akar. And he goes on. Now, again, we're talking about an Old Testament scholar. This guy knows what he's talking about. From personal experience, he was a stranger in a foreign land, and he did have to flee, and he had to stay in a tent city as a result of being pushed out of Egypt and to another country. But he also understands his Bible. He's an Old Testament scholar. He understands the original language, Hebrew, in which the Bible was written. And he says, there are three relevant terms in Hebrew for the word stranger, and those three Hebrew words are ger, zar, and nakar. And he goes on, he says, some translators render them as simply foreigner. And he says this is misleading and incorrect. Zar and nakar refer to foreigners as visitors passing through a foreign land. But ger refers to foreign residents who live in another land with permission of a host. The law is clear that Gair is not to be oppressed, but they were also obligated to live in accordance with the laws just like the Israelites, close quote. I want you to hear that again. This is very important. Lance needs to understand this, and my buddy Bruno needs to hear me. I've talked to him about this before, and he's ignoring this. You can't just continue to double down and claim that conservatives are hypocrites, Bruno, when you're ignoring the facts of the language that is used in the Bible verse that you're citing. Again, Hoffmeyer says this, Zar and Nakar refer to foreigners as visitors passing through a foreign land. But ger refers to foreign residents who live in another land with the permission of a host. The law is clear that ger is not to be oppressed, but they were also obligated to live in accordance with the laws just like the Israelites. And then Hoffmeyer goes further. He says this, the law does not, however, extend to the czar and the kar. It does not extend to them. To the czar and the nakar, such protections, benefits, and services. From this, says Hoffmeyer, I conclude that Gare was viewed as a legal alien. The mistake of some of our well-meaning Christians is to apply the biblical laws for Gare to illegal aliens in America, even though they do not fit the biblical, legal, and social definition. Do you hear that? You have three different words in Hebrew for a foreigner. And those three different words mean three different things. One of the things that they mean, "gare," that word, means a legal alien. Somebody who has complied with the law, moved into another country, agreed to abide by, abide by the immigration laws of that other country, and then respect the customs and laws of that country that has welcomed them in. That is "gare." The other two are just visitors that are passing through, such as you and I going and visiting Israel on vacation or going to France or Spain or England. We would be, in Hebrew terms, called czar and nakar. And we don't get the protections and benefits and services of people that live in that country. We're just vacationing. We're passing through. We don't expect to be able to vote. We don't expect to be able to get benefits from their tax system, uh, their, their, their social safety net. We don't expect that when you visit France or Spain or Israel as a vacationer, as a visitor. But if you have moved into the country legally, then you might expect some of the protections that come from living in that country, as long as you obey their laws and respect their customs. So Hofmeyer concludes, the Old Testament law is very clear about the practice of sanctuary. The purpose of sanctuary was not to avoid the laws or one's sentence, but to get a fair trial. So when Americans offer their cities a sanctuary from federal law, or when churches offer their facilities as a refuge for illegal immigrants who have been tried and ordered to be deported... They are neither following the letter or the spirit of the Old Testament law. Close quote. So, the biblical narrative is not one without borders. It's not. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy talk. Just read the book of Nehemiah. It's a story about rebuilding what? A wall. <laughs> Boundaries have existed throughout antiquity. Abraham was a sojourner who crossed borders, but he sought approval in order to do so And as such, permission was granted contingent upon his agreement to honor and obey the laws of the country of his desired residence. He didn't ignore the laws. He sought permission. Egypt and Israel alike allowed strangers, quote-unquote, to travel in their countries, but they never stopped defending their own sovereignty and territorial integrity. The bottom line is this. Abraham was an alien who sought permission before entering Egypt. And there's no indication that centuries later, Mary and Joseph did anything different when they crossed the same boundaries with baby Jesus. This nonsense about Mary and Joseph and Jesus being illegal immigrants. There's nothing in the Bible that says they crossed the borders into Egypt illegally. Nothing. Zero. So this quote from our Facebook friend, Bruno, where he's citing Lance and his Newfound infatuation and love for Leviticus just shines a light on the fact that they don't know their Bible. And they're ignoring the very definition of the words in Hebrew that lead us to understand what the Bible is telling us. Manipulating the definition of words is one of the hallmarks of propaganda. Okay? Take a sliver of truth. And use misquotes or quotes out of context. Ignore the facts of history. Ignore the facts of everything. And get all the people who read the first few sentences of an article or your tweet, get them all worked up, and then sit back and smirk at the mayhem. This is what Lance is doing, and this is what Bruno did by by default by reposting it and condemning the conservative hypocrites who aren't, doing what the Bible says. Oh, yeah, you conservatives, you're all about Leviticus when it comes to sexual morality, your strange fixation on sex, but you don't honor Leviticus when it comes to taking care of these poor folks that are coming into our country, which is baloney, baloney. I mean, I have taken in, personally, my wife and I have taken in people from outside the country to live in our home. We've taken care of them, provided them free housing while they pursued an education. So don't talk to me about not caring for the foreigner. Uh, But that aside, that isn't about me boasting of what I've done. This program isn't about that. This program is about going back to the verse that these folks are citing and saying, you don't understand what you're talking about. The Bible doesn't say that. It never says break down your front door, leave it open to anyone. It never says putting a fence around your backyard is wrong and immoral. It never says that the rancher on the southern border of Texas can't defend his own property. And it never says a country shouldn't defend its own sovereignty. In fact, there's everything in the Bible. The Old Testament is about Israel being a distinct sovereign nation and defending that distinction, that sovereignty, and its borders, building a wall to keep evil out and to protect the people that live within the city. This is not wrong. In fact, this is right. It's your obligation to do this. Isn't that part of the story of the Old Testament? The hypocrisy here is not found in the conservatives. The hypocrisy is found in those who keep posting this verse without knowing what they're talking about and completely ignoring the fact that people on the left have no intention of honoring this verse or even honoring their own words in terms of caring for the foreigner amongst us. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.